This is The Coacherian, where coaches go to grow. Coacherian, like a terrarian for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacherian. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacherian. If you haven't listened before, we're Wendy, Dana, and Gary, and this is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance. 5,000 miles from right here in San Diego via Dallas to London, England. We started the Coacherium as a space for pocket-sized, practical, and actionable ideas, tips, and stories for leaders who coach. Why? Because that's who we are, too. We're all coaches, but we've also all been leaders in the corporate world. And we know from experience that your most precious asset is time, so we're not going to take up much of yours. Before we get into today's topic, Dana and Gary, here's the this or that. So I'm going to ask, are you a night owl or an early riser? That's an interesting question for me. Uh, I'm very much a night owl. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can often be found still working past midnight and doing some of my most sort of creative thinking probably after that time. And then we got a little puppy, a second second dog, and our puppy wakes up with the dawn. So currently in the UK, that's at about quarter to six in the morning. So I'm both a night owl and sadly also an early riser, which is causing my own sleep patterns some havoc at the moment. Yeah, we oh, know what you call that, right, Gary? You're burning the candle at both ends. <laughs> that's right. Very much so, sadly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm definitely a morning person. So I, I will get up if I need to at 4.30 five in the morning. Yeah. I, and I find that is my, um, I I think I've talked about this before about my Einstein window. That's, that's where I can really create time and make things happen and, um, have that, um, linear thinking time. So definitely a morning girl at night. I am out, hit the pillow gone. Likewise. (laughs) I wish. I wish. (laughs) Yes. I'm very much a morning person as well, but I'm married to a night owl. So, uh, when our kids were young, that worked actually really well because I would get up with them in the morning and he would put them to bed at night and take care of the nighttime stuff. And we would both have our kind of me time. Now that our kids are grown, it's a little bit hard because what I'm finding when, it's yeah, we don't have as many of those kind of synergistic hours, uh, so to speak. So anyway, I thought this was a good, this or that to ask based on the topic that you were bringing to us today, Gary, which is, uh, well, and I should say each week in each episode in the coacherium, we try to bring to life a particular question that listeners might be grappling with. So today we are talking about what to do with the things that always seem to stay on your to-do list. And Gary, what do you think about this? Well, this is basically one of my personal issues. So I wanted to talk about from a very practical uh, personal point of view, you know, how I think about it. It's a really practical topic. I'm a bit of an expert in doing this. I'm a bit of an expert in leaving things on the to-do list when I get around to having a to-do list. Um, and I've got those persistent items, some of which have been there for weeks, some for months, and occasionally for years. I do have the sort of several years things on my to-do list. Maybe they're jobs around the house. Maybe it's a difficult conversation I need to have with someone. Maybe it's a piece of work that I'm putting off. 
right now there's an article that I need to write. I kind of know what it's about, but I just haven't had the inspiration or the headspace yet to start putting words down on my dauntingly blank piece of paper. Uh, it's been on my to-do list this one for about three months and I'm just not making progress. So I've, I've, there's many, many ways to, to think about this. And I wrote down seven different ways of thinking about it, which I'll, I'll go through briefly. But my first one is my absolute favorite, which is what I call the irreversible commitment. So this is about setting a deadline for when you're going to get this task done and tell your friends. Um, and it's brilliant for something that is really, really, really hard to get started or something that you know is going to be a very difficult task to do. And for me, when I started writing my book, um, this is exactly what I use. So I knew it was going to be a big task ahead to, to write a book. Um, I knew the theme, the topic that I wanted to write about, but I knew that there were many tens of thousands of words I had to write. So the very first thing I did was I posted on LinkedIn and I said, I've decided I'm going to write a book. And everyone went, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, go, go do it. And then I was like, I've got to do it now because I've told people. And I could get myself over the hump of posting the LinkedIn post much more easily than I could getting myself over the hump of writing enough of a book that I felt like I had to complete. And as I've gone through since then, I actually wrote in the book about irreversible commitments. This is my book, The Idea Mindset. But then I did the same thing with a podcast. And I thought, I do want to have a podcast. I really want to have it. I've just got to get going. The best way to do it is to tell people that I'm going to do it. So again, I went back out to LinkedIn and I said, I've decided I'm going to launch a podcast. And people went, great, that's amazing. Had to do it. So I really, I, I talk to my coaches all the time about finding a way to have an irreversible commitment. You've made a commitment that it is too difficult to go back on, typically because you've told people that are important to you and they've got very excited about it. So if you can set up that situation. Um, other things I thought about, one is make that, task on your to-do list more meaningful. So figure out how it makes a difference to other people. So an example of this would be a task around the house. Think about how mending that thing that's broken makes the house safer for your children or your pets, something like that. It's another reason to, to do it. My third idea was distract yourself. So just don't enjoy doing it. That's probably one, one of the reasons why it's down there on the list. So play yourself some music whilst you're doing it. Just, you know, tune out. Uh, I got myself some little headphones that connect by Bluetooth to my smartwatch. So I'm listening to music, but I have complete control of both hands and no trading cables, anything like that. I found that really helpful when I'm doing um, housework or stuff in the garden, that kind of stuff. My fourth one was gamification. So make it a game. Award yourself points and prizes for ticking things off your list and you get more points or more prizes, better prizes, if they're things that you hate more um, and visualize it with sticking a totalizer on the wall and you know, working your way up, up the chart. My fifth one was about partnering on the task. So there's a task you need to do. Get some help. Ask somebody to help you out with doing it and offer your help in return for them with something that's low down on their to-do list that they can't get through too. Uh, my sixth one was partnering, but on different tasks. So this is about accountability partnership. So I commit to doing this thing I really hate. You commit to doing this other thing you really hate. And together, we're going to both do our difficult tasks. That works really, really well for the absolute worst things on your list that have been there for a long time. And typically, when you reach out to somebody and you say, I've got this thing that I just can't face doing. Have you got something like that? Almost inevitably, they're going to go, yeah, I have too. I really like this idea, actually, because 
I also need to get through whatever my task is. And then my seventh one, um, which is my rebel one, if you haven't done it this long, do you need to do it at all? So periodically look at your list and say, you know, I've got things on my to-do list that I've known for a year or two need doing, fixing the window latches, printing my business cards. But then I sit there and go, I've lived for this long without those things being there. Has anything really bad gone wrong? If not, evaluate what's the worst that can happen. And then if that's not that bad, cross some things off the list. Uh, and I think it's very easy when you've got a really long list of things to do to still feel like they're as urgent as they were the day you put them on the list. But often they're just not. And I've seen this in a business context. I, I took on leadership of a team. And one of the first things I asked them to do was to give me their to-do list of open items they had to close out. There were 300 things on the list. And I said, well, we're the best will in the world. You're not going to do 300 things. So give me the top 25. Um, mm. And they could do that. And they were important things. And then I said, shall we just forget about from about 100 down? And, and we could do that. And nobody died. It was all, it was all fine. So anyways, there's different strategies, different ones will work for different people, but hopefully that's some ideas that will help you to deal with the things at the bottom of your to-do list. Dana and Wendy, what's on your to-do list that yeah. have been there for the longest time? I like the fact that you're being vulnerable and sharing that. I think we tend to kind of keep those lists and just roll it over to the next day and the next day, and the next day, we like feel like we're never getting anything done. And I could feel that when you talked about some of those things, I think we all have them. I think what you said that I think was pretty powerful and I had never really thought about it before as an entrepreneur, but I am getting in a group and we're going to be doing this is actually having a daily accountability partner and it can be quickly. It doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be zoom. It doesn't have to be on the phone, but it could be just a quick text. Hey, you said you were going to do this. How's it going today? Just that kind of little boost of energy for that person. And I was really impressed that um, this group has been doing it for a while and they said it really works. I thought, oh, and so when you mentioned it, I thought, okay, there, there's a great idea. So I'm going to be implementing that. Yeah. So thank I, you. I think that's great too. And I, I actually ask this question whenever I am interviewing someone, I ask them, what's something that's been on your to-do list forever that you never seem to be able oh. to check off? And, and I got some very interesting responses that I, you know, can often be very telling. And that's one of the reasons why I asked the question, but also I think that it gives an indication of maybe some of, uh, the, the things, if we think about the Clifton strengths ranking, some of the things at the bottom of our ranking, because often we procrastinate stuff that doesn't energize us, you know, it drains us. And so it can be an indication of what drains us. And then we can have a conversation of, well, how do you work around that? Right. What, how do you, um, address those types of situations? And I love the examples that you gave Gary on all the ways to work around that. And I feel like the only one that I would and I don't know if you feel like you covered this, but the only other thing I would say is why did you put it on the list to begin with? You know, mm -hmm. what was the motivation for that? Maybe someone else motivated you to put this, like maybe you were feeling guilt when you put the thing on the list. And in that case, it probably tells you, yeah, it's probably not, you don't need to do it, you know? Yeah. So let's make this real then. So let's each think of one thing that's a really long way down. Oh, it's been on our to-do list for a really long time. For me, it's getting my eyes tested. And I've probably had seven reminders now, and I still haven't quite got round to getting my eyes tested. Maybe it's because I feel old when I go, go do it. I don't know. 
Well, for me, I dropped my phone like two weeks ago and my it's broke. It's cracked. But I haven't taken time to just make a call or figure out what I need to do. And I'm like, it's driving me crazy every day, but I'm not doing anything about it. <laughs> so that's the one thing I want to do something about. Well, I just pulled up my to-do list so that I could look. I don't really have, I'm not a daily to-do list person. I have a more kind of general to-do list and there's something that's been on there forever. And it is a class that I've been wanting to take. Mm -hmm. It's just an online class, but I, again, it's like, I have to go back to the motivation. It's like, I thought it was an, it would be an interesting thing to do, but learners actually pretty low on my, my ranking. So I need to have more than just learning. I need to have a, a more motivation to be able to do that. So you're making an irreversible commitment to us and all the Coach RM listeners today, Wendy, to <laughs> by the time we next record that you would have done your first class. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a good one. Thanks. There you Gary. go. Right. <laughs> Our 25,000 listeners are now, are now holding you accountable. So fantastic. <laughs> okay, Gary. Well, thank you for, for bringing all of that to the Coach RM today. We hope that you've enjoyed our conversation and picked up one or two tips you can put into practice right away. We're going to be gleaning questions from coaching forums on Facebook. So do engage, reach out and let us know if there's anything you'd like us to feature on a future episode. You can help us out too. If you liked this conversation, do follow and send us, send us a like on social channels, tell your friends and listen in next time. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank Good you. To see you both. I'm going to go yes. and get my eyes tested. All right, go for it. I'm going to get my phone fixed. <laughs> You'll see you. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of The Coacharium. Follow, like, and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. Join us again soon in The Coacharium.